myself. My name is Official part of the Backlot Podcast Network. I'm your host Steven Saria, and I'm joined by co-host and good friend John Keg. I'm trying to be nice to you. You know who I am. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to turn a new leaf. I'm trying to only be nice to you. I'm, I'm actually trying to quote Robert Downey Jr. Have you seen his Twitter bio? No. What is it? It literally oh, says, isn't it, "You know who I am." Yeah, you know who I am. <laughs> you should do an episode where you only talk in Robert Downey Jr. quotes. Or I could try to like impersonate him and use his voice. He does have. You're a really good at that. Voice. Do your Robert Downey Jr. impression. Do do it. <clears throat> All right. I am Iron Man. <laughs> no, that was. <laughs> Wait. Do we have Robert on the show? Yes, we do. Robert, what's up, man? <laughs> oh wait. Oh, we've lost connection. Oh, I think he's disconnected. Call, dude. Oh, fuck. Well, at least he got his line in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn. Well, okay, whatever. At least we could have that. We could market that for, like, a couple years. Oh, for sure. You know, our first big celebrity on the show. Yeah, we always get, like, we always have these flakes, bro. Because we always get Kevin, we try to get Kevin Feige on a couple of times. He doesn't want to join. John Favreau always has some shit he's working on. He can never come on. Yeah, it's all good. We'll remember that. Yeah, whatever. It happens. Well, more WandaVision talk today, episodes 7 and 8, and boy were they a doozy. But before we talk about WandaVision, the drunk Oscars were on Sunday. <laughs> Golden Globes. I think drunk Oscars is a much better... I actually like that. They should uh, for- make some t-shirts out of that. Like drunk Oscars shirts? Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, they would have to buy the idea from us, though. That's true. We just uh, copyrighted it. Yeah. it's This is on the show, by the way. So this is like proof. So if you see drunk Oscar shirts being sold before next year's Golden Globes, you heard it on Backlot Review first. So make sure to let us know if you see anything suspicious. Yeah. There's, there's potential in that. But, yeah, drunk Oscars were on Sunday. I say the drunk Oscars because really that's what it feels like. Because <laughs> I always feel like there's always something going on. Yeah. At the Golden Globes. There's always some out of left field nominations or winners and you know, everything in between. Like I know when I saw Jared Leto was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for what is it, the little things? Yes. I was like, wait, what? Did you see that movie? It was no, I have not, but by all accounts, I've heard it's garbage. Yeah, so I wanted to watch it. I was actually like excited about it because Denzel, you know, everyone loves Denzel. Um, yeah. But yeah, like everyone I know that's seen it was like, dude, this shit sucks. Like, it's not even worth the watch. So I kind of don't want to waste my time. Did you see that letterbox list I sent you earlier today? Yeah, I was actually cracking up. I forgot to reply. <laughs> so for those of you who obviously don't know, <laughs> I found a list on letterbox titled. Movies that Jared Leto should be nominated for. 
and uh, it's an empty list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be, to be honest, though, he was very, very, very good in um, the movie with Matthew McConaughey. I'm just leaving my mind. That was Byers Club? Yeah, I actually liked him a lot in that. You think he'll get nominated for uh, Snyder Cut? <laughs> he should, because he's the best Joker ever. <laughs> just hearing that, like, I know you're trolling, but just hearing that just makes me, like, mad. I'm not trolling. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Okay. We live in a society. <laughs> Bottom text. Zack Snyder, like, was, uh, he, he for sure was, like, foaming at the mouth when he was like, oh, I could put this scene in the movie. Did you see that they're releasing a black and white version of the Justice League? Why? Of the Snyder Cut Justice League. The movie's probably black and white anyways because there's no saturation in his films. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, that's like the most Zack Snyder shit I have ever heard in my entire life. What what makes that movie... Logan, I totally understand. Logan was a movie that I feel like should have been watched in black and white. But what the fuck makes me want to watch a four-hour superhero ensemble movie in black and white? I mean, I don't know. It is, you know, I like Zack Snyder. You know, we make fun of the Snyder Cut a lot on the show. I am going to watch it. Absolutely. I'm watching it. Oh, yeah, I'll watch it day one. The the day it's available on HBO Max, I'm I'm watching it. But, man, a black and white Justice League. (laughs) That doesn't sound fun. It's literally so Snyder. Like, it's literally so Snyder. Dude, I feel I mean, like I'm going to walk out of that movie depressed if I watch it in black and white. You probably walk out of it depressed anyways. Yeah, that's true. I mean, honestly, though, I'm hoping it's better than the Joss Whedon Justice League. I'm sure it will be because that movie was a complete mess. I still feel like this one's going to be a mess, too. But at least it's, you know... The original director's vision. And I've said it before on the show, and I really like that, you know, Snyder's vision is being fully realized. Yeah, whether you agree with it or not. Yeah, whether you agree with it or not, whether you like it or not, it's still awesome to see a director that got kind of fucked over by the studio um, let his vision come to life. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know how we got to Justice League, but (laughs) Drunk Oscars. Oh, Jared Leto. That's, yeah. That was the connection. We live in a society. We live in a society, bottom text, crazy straws, or as I like to call them, just straws. <laughs> so, <laughs> that meme always makes me laugh. You know, <laughs> just I have a surprise for you, Jared Leto's actually in this Zoom call. I love Jared. <laughs> oh, Jared. fuck. <laughs> hey, man, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so, drunk we'll Oscars. On. What? One day we'll bring him on. I'm, I'm, I'd love to have him on. Oh, Jerry Leto, awesome. if you're listening to this, come on the show. Maybe he can, like, serenade us with his singing voice. True. He could. He could actually, like, give us, like, a new intro. I'd be down for that. Jared Leto singing us a new intro? I'd be down. I'd be down for that. It's him singing, but he has to sing all of his Joker lines. <laughs> we live in a society... <laughs> Alright, this is like wow. we, I don't know where we're going with this Jared Leto talk. That was good though. Thank you. Damn. Alright, so Golden Globes were on Sunday. Jared Leto. Uh, I should have known that by seeing Jared Leto as a 
nominee for supporting actor that well okay no not I should I should have but I figured it would have been much worse <laughs> than how it actually went cuz it really didn't besides like a few surprising wins it wasn't that bad no it w- it was actually like the least you know, controversial one of the past few years. Like, I don't agree with all of the winners. We're going to go ahead and, like, talk about some of them um, a little more, a little bit more in depth. But, like, I mean, honestly, I think that's part of the fun about the Golden Globes. It's that they're literally so all over the place. That's why I call them the drunk Oscars. You know what I actually like about them nominating and perhaps even giving the win for some of these nominations um, is that like a lot of them are out of left field, like you said, but it kind of will make people go and watch these films. And a lot of Mm -hmm. these films are movies that aren't really talked about or, you know, not many people have seen. So that's the one like positive I'll take out of that. You know what I mean? Mhm. Like Like what were you like for me, I know what my most shocking like moment of the night was. Do you want to wait to say that or you want to say it right now? I mean, we could go ahead and say it right now. I was pretty surprised with the best actress award. Yeah, I was too. That was a, To be completely I honest, I mean I mean, I mean you you and I like we we've kind of like previewed this episode a little bit um, a couple weeks ago, and you and I were both kind of on the same page that we thought it would either be uh, Viola Davis or Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, and, and to see either neither of them win was pretty shocking. I mean, not I mean it's not only seeing neither of them win because. Uh, Again, I still haven't seen Promising Young Woman, but I've heard Carrie Mulligan is incredible in that film. Yeah, in that she's film. awesome. And I've heard Frances McDormand is great in Nomadland. I'm actually, I'm actually watching that tonight. It's very good. Now, I haven't seen The United States versus the Billie Holiday, but it looks like Andra Day, you know, really <laughs> kind of came out of nowhere with this win. Um, again, I'm not knocking... Or diminishing her performance in that film in any way. Again, I haven't seen it. But from the consensus that I've seen online and even in my own opinion, I thought Viola Davis, you know, her performance was masterful in my opinion. And Vanessa Kirby as well. You know, I could see, uh, you know, either of them. And and they were the frontrunners along with Carrie Mulligan. They were the frontrunners for the award. And you could kind of see people were, you know, a little surprised that Andrew Day kind of, you know, took the award, which, you know, I'm happy for her, and I'm sure she gave a great performance. But it definitely was surprising. I definitely had Viola Davis penciled in to win Best Actress in the Golden Globes and the Oscars. Yeah. So, you know, congratulations to Andrew Day. I definitely kind of want to watch the film now i'm also surprised that mank uh you know with six nominations walked away with zero wins 
take a shot. Yeah, director David Fincher, I think, took a shot after every time he didn't win an award. Respect, actually. like I like that. I fuck with that. Yeah, respect. I mean, I don't think Mank was that I think it's... It might be his weakest movie. Yeah. I mean, Aliens 3 was pretty bad. He made Aliens 3? Yeah. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, yeah. Actually, Mank is definitely better than that. Yeah, I agree, I agree. I mean, I still think Mank is pretty average. Make but I think six. Make is a good movie. It is, but for, I don't think it's a six nomination type of movie. Yeah. In my opinion. No, I agree. So like okay, like, like he's made seven, Zodiac, Gone Girl, The Social Network. Did these get? The Social Network, I think, got a lot of nominations, right? Yes. In I don't my know opinion, these other movies. Best film. Yeah, The Social Network and Zodiac are probably his best movies. I love Gone Girl. That might be like a top 15 movie, top 10 movie of all time for me. Um, Seven is fantastic. Oh, another great film. Dude, this guy's fucking resume is awesome. It is. And, and Mank is still good, don't get me wrong. I just don't think it was a six-nomination type of film, in my opinion. You know, everyone's opinions were different. I wonder if he got drunk. Oh, I'm sure he was fucked up. <laughs> I'm sure he was fucked up. Oh, and Benjamin Button. Dude, he has a fan. I, I forgot that he's done some of these movies. Yeah, I forgot he did Benjamin Button, actually. That's a good movie. Yeah, he was also behind Mindhunter, the Netflix show. Did he direct all those episodes? I think he directed one episode and... Like, produced the rest? He was like... Yeah, he produced the rest. I'm pretty sure he also produced House of Cards. Yeah, yeah, he did. The Girl so, with the Dragon Tattoo? Yeah, that yeah, damn. Panic Room. Okay. He also did the Suit and Tie music video with Jay Z and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> His most prestigious. <laughs> He's actually done a so, lot of music videos. Really? Yeah, if you look at his IMDb page, but yeah, I mean David Fincher's a shit. Yeah, I mean great. Again, I, uh, Mank is a good film. I just don't think it was, you know, a six nomination type of film. So there was that, obviously. I disagree with uh, Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. I think uh, Palm Springs should have gotten the win over Borat, subsequent movie film. I agree. I think Borat 2 was good. Definitely not as good down, as the first. Yeah, a real step down from the first one. Mm-hmm. A lot of the sketches felt a little forced, in my opinion. It wasn't nearly as funny. And it didn't really have the sort of shock factor it the first one initially had. Now, there's still some great moments in Borat 2. I just think as a whole, I think Palm Springs was much more uh, unique and a refreshing tr- take on an old trope Yeah, that I really appreciated. I also thought, quite honestly, it was funnier. Um, I'm just glad, personally, Hamilton didn't win. Would you say that Palm Springs might be the most underrated movie of the year? Yeah, I think so. Didn't really get a lot of I don't of think love. it's like a major award winner, but I do think it definitely should be getting more love. Yeah, I that's I totally agree with that statement. In my opinion. Uh, Minari won um, Best Motion Picture for in Language. I do think it should have been nominated under Best Motion Picture, you know, Period. Period. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Parasite. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm glad it won. At least I'm extremely glad it won. But I still think it should have been, you know, under Best Motion Picture, uh, the drama. Soul won animated award to nobody's surprise. Although I would have liked to see Wolfwalkers win. You know, give Cartoon Saloon a, a little bit of recognition. Because I feel like every time a Pixar or Disney film comes out, it always wins. Yeah. You know, the animated award. However, I I'm was okay incredibly happy to see uh, Chadwick Boseman get the win. And his wife delivered a, a really touching uh, acceptance speech on, on his behalf. I was really happy to see him win. I was very sad. And I think he, he 100%, yeah, I think he 100% deserved it, though. Yeah, I mean, you and I have, uh, I think we both said Chadwick or Riz Ahmed for um, Sound of Metal. Yeah. Gary Oldman, I thought, would have been fine, too. But, I mean, I'm very, very happy to see Chadwick win. Yeah, I think Chadwick, you know, 100% deserves it. I think he gives up his greatest performance, in my opinion, in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So, I'm I'm happy to see him take home the award. I'm also happy to see Daniel Kaluuya take home the award for uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes. Yes. Happy for him. Very happy for him. You know, he had some stiff competition with uh, Leslie Odom Jr. and uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, but I'm incredibly happy to see Daniel Kaluuya take it. I think he deserves it. And I think, he, again, I said it in the last episode when I spoke about Judas and the Black Messiah, but his performance as Fred Hampton was transformative, in my was opinion. Was he really I think. the supporting role in that film? You could, yeah, yeah. I would say Lakeith Stanfield is, is the main character because... The film takes place from his perspective. Okay. So, yeah, I could definitely see it. But now that I bring up Sasha Baron Cohen um, and his role in Trial of Chicago 7, I thought that film was going to win more awards, to be honest. I thought so, too. You know, I'm not, I don't remember how many it walked away with, but it definitely seems, especially in a year like this, like a film, like, a, like an award film, like, a, like an Oscars movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I'm surprised that that didn't take more home home more awards. Um, He's actually surprisingly a very good actor. I think I feel like people like to. He is. I mean, he's acting at the end of the day in Borat and in Bruno and all these other little you know roles that he plays. But like, take that away. Like, he's still a fantastic actor. Yeah, he's great. I mean, re- people seem to forget that he was penciled in to play Freddie Mercury. In the, the Queen film, before they sort of scrapped that whole idea and went with what eventually was Bohemian Rhapsody, and went with uh, Rami Malek, and went with Rami Malek. But I mean, uh, I, he, dude, Sasha, Sasha would have killed it. I mean, he's, in my opinion, I think Rami Malek is incredibly talented. But to me, Sasha Baron Cohen looks the part, and in my opinion, would have given the story of the band more justice than Bohemian Rhapsody did. Like, it's no... It's no surprise to people that I am not a fan of Bohemian Rhapsody. And I really wish we would have gotten Sasha Baron Cohen's version. Dude, because he looks just like Freddie Mercury. is insane. He does. And by all accounts, he wanted his... his film to be much more realistic. You know, the band really disagreed with how they were being portrayed and how Freddie was being portrayed. And they wanted it to be more... Uh, I guess make the band more appealing. Yeah, I don't think they. I, Sasha I feel, wanted to keep it very real. Yeah, and I feel like they were they took it as him trying to shit on 
his legacy, which I don't think is what his intentions were. His intentions were to tell the truth. Kind of like um, Rocket Man. I think Rocket Man's a very good comparison because uh, Ellen John was attached to that movie and was okay with them showing the abuse of drugs that he went through with his life, of alcohol and, you know, these downs that he had. He, he wanted that to be shown. And I feel like the band didn't really want a lot of that to be shown with Freddie and a lot of the struggles that he may have went through with, um, you know, being gay or bisexual. I'm not exactly sure what he was. Um, but they didn't want, like, yeah, I think they didn't want Sasha to, like, shit on that. And I don't think that's what Sasha was going for. I, uh, I, I don't think so. I think... I think Sasha's. I think Sasha would know how to handle, you know, all the aspects of Freddie's life, um, you know, in a respectful manner. You know, I don't think he would have, you know, done anything, you know, overly obscene that wasn't something that happened, you know, in real time. Yeah, that really happened with Freddie. By all accounts, he wanted to make an accurate Bohemian Rhapsody film and not fresh and real is what I think he was trying to go for. Yeah, and unfortunately that's not what we got at the end of the day, which I think is part of the reason why I don't like the film, other than the fact that I don't think it's good at all. No, I'm not going to get into it. Cause atrocious. Li- oh my god, I can't believe it was nominated for that Oscar. Did Didn't it win? It win? <laughs> Jinx, you have yeah, I'm pretty sure it won. Yeah, it did win. Oh god, Jesus Christ. Well, <sighs> Oscar award get winning. It. Well, Rami Malek like, uh, won, so I'm I'm not like, against him winning. I think that he did. I think he did fine. Yeah, I mean, Remy was fine. I just think Sasha Baron Cohen would have been better. What's yeah. worse, uh, Oscar winning Bohemian Rhapsody or Oscar winning Suicide Squad? <laughs> Suicide Suicide Squad, one hundred percent. Because Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody is like watchable. Like I can watch yeah. it and enjoy it for what it is. I mean, no, the thing is, I watch Suicide Squad and I'll sit and laugh at how bad it is. But I'll sit and watch Bohemian Rhapsody and be mad that I'm watching Bohemian Rhapsody. Hmm. That's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. It's weird how there's a lot of bad movies that a lot of people will watch and they acknowledge that it's bad, but like will still watch it if it's on TV. You know what movie comes to mind for me? Is what? I don't know why, but Ryan Reynolds is a Green Lantern movie. If it's on TV, really? I watch it. I don't the like the movie. Sucks. I know. It Even sucks. Ryan Reynolds thinks that movie sucks. No, I know. I I don't like the movie, but if it's on TV for some reason, like I want to watch it. I don't really? know if maybe I'm like dissecting the movie or something, but in my head, I I just I don't know. But it's one of those movies that like has like this rewatchable like fucking factor. I don't know. It's it's fucking weird, and I I don't know. I want to like torch my eyeballs or something. Hmm, interesting. I'll probably never watch that movie again, to be honest. <laughs> I've seen it, like, twice when I was a kid, and I'll probably never watch it again. What if uh, Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern was actually the surprise cameo at the end of the Snyder Cut? Can you imagine? Would you be happy That would actually be pretty cool. I would, I would be pretty happy. That would I think Ryan Reynolds was, was, a, was a fine Hal Jordan. I'm not going to say he was, like, great, but I think he did good enough. You know Taika Waititi's in that movie, right? Yeah, he was, like, his best friend, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was looking through Taika's filmography and I saw Green Lantern. And I was like, "Bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> that does not compute." So, moving on, Chloe Zhao won for Nomadland. 
She won Best Director of Motion Picture. Super happy for her. Incredibly talented director. I love that movie. I'm really excited to see what she does with um, her first blockbuster, Marvel's uh, Eternals. A lot of people are actually... Um, a lot of people actually don't know that she's directing that. Um, I actually like informed a bunch of people, you know, like, oh, what's Nomadland? Or and I'm like telling them, like, you know, it's about this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh, by the way, she, the director, is also directing that new Marvel movie, The Eternals. And everyone was like, wait, what? Like, that's fucking dope. You know, she just won an award. That's awesome. Um, so I feel like a lot of people are like more pumped than ever for that movie. I mean, I know I am. I really didn't care much for the Eternals before I started looking more into who she is and her body of work. And, you know, the early rumblings of how good Nomadland was. Like, but when it was doing circuits in some film festivals and whatnot. Yeah, man. Nomadland that's is great. When, yeah, that's when my hype really started to to uh, pick up some steam for, for Eternals. It's my most anticipated Marvel property of this year, to be honest. Me too. More so than Spider-Man 3. I think so too with me. It's really close though. And I love Spider-Man. Yeah. But uh, the thing you, is, I'm pretty like, sure you told know, me you hate Spider-Man. We know what we're getting into with Spider-Man. That's the thing. With Eternals, we have no idea what we're getting into. And Dude, you know we what I have like? Se- we don't have a single set photo from Eternals. Yeah, we and look nothing. how much has leaked for Spider-Man 3. Yeah, and you know what I like is that um, Chloe Zhao is bringing on everybody that worked on No Bad Land. So she said like it was like maybe like eleven or twelve people in total, like in the crew. You know that was kind of like there every day. Um, they're all there for Eternals. They're all gonna be helping really? her. Yeah, she said she has most of her original crew back that she you know has done these movies with, but obviously like times fucking 50 like marvel you know you have to have like a million people on set every day for a marvel film so it's like these people get their own assistance and blah 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 blah. so but i'm actually very like happy to see that because nomadland i think is a movie that was like beautifully shot um the cinematography was great there's a just you know she wrote of... and you know she wrote directed and edited right nomadland yeah wow good for her yeah, I mean, dude, it's it's, it's a it's a great movie. Like, you know what I love about the movie is that it fe- it's so raw and like like you it almost feels like you're watching a documentary. It's fucking strange, but it almost mm-hmm. feels like you're watching a documentary because, and, and and you know that you're not, but I, I just I can't even explain it. Like when you watch it, you'll you'll see what I mean. Like you'll hundred percent agree with me. Um, but it just it feels like a documentary, but it's not. And you're lear- like you're learning these stories about, you know, nomads, these people that are this is a real thing. It's a very real thing. There's nothing fake about this. But you you learn a lot about this film and it definitely changes your perspective on a lot. And uh, I was so pumped to see that it won Best Director. Mm. Interesting. Good to hear. So. As we keep going, Trial of the Chicago 7 took home best screenplay. You know, Aaron Sorkin adding that under his belt. Original score went to Soul. We weren't really, you know, surprised by that. I would have honestly been cool with uh, Ludwig taking Tenet. Eh, I thought Souls was better, to be honest. Soul was better, but I was saying, like, if, if, if Tenet won, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. 
And then once we got to television, we saw <laughs> the usual. The crown machine go burr. <laughs> took home like six awards or some shit like that. It's funny. So it always, I'm like now going for like the underdog every time something's up against the crown. I mean, the crown is great, though. It, it is really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It is, but it's definitely one of those Much <laughs> one deserved. of those stereotypical, like, award shows. Yeah. Yeah, like, not shitting on, on the crown. I love the crown. I think it's a great show. But it is... It's one of those shows. Yeah, it's one of those shows. I mean, but again, when you look at what it was nominated against, Ozark, Lovecraft, Count, uh, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, and Ratched. Um, they didn't really stand a chance. Yeah, pretty deserving winner. In my I opinion. was like, <laughs> I was like, so hoping Mandalorian won just so like we could shock the world, kind of thing. I, I wish, I hope. But I mean, the crown, you know, is the crown. Now, do you watch Ozark? Okay, so I have this thing where every like, what are they like in the third or fourth season now? I think it's like the fourth season. So every single time, like when the show first came out. So, you know, every single time a new season drops, you know, everyone and their mom, yo, you need to watch Ozark. You need to watch Ozark. Okay. I'll start it today. And I'll always watch the first two episodes and can never get past that. I don't Thank know why. Thank you. I don't know Thank why. Thank you. There's something Bro, about cannot... it that does not appeal to me at all. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I just can't get into the show. And I can't quite put my finger on as to why. There's just something that it just and I love doesn't Jason do it Bateman. for me. I think he's fucking awesome, but I can't get into it. I think it's the color grading. Dude, I was literally about to say I feel like Zack Snyder like does the cinematography for that movie or something. Like I think it's the color grading. Everything is so like dull, dull and gray and like bro. It, it's like yeah, like not saying that I need color in my life, but. When I'm watching a movie or, or a TV show like that, that is, you know, 10, 12 episodes long, four seasons long, you know, it, it drags a little bit. You know what I mean? I could watch a Absolutely. movie like that. But watching... Like, it definitely feels like it's a chore to get through, in my opinion. Especially when that you have to binge watch it. Now, if it's a one-hour thing every, you know, week, yeah, we can, get, we can do that. That's very doable. But having to binge watch an entire show... It's exhausting, dude. Yeah, I, it's like... I can't do that. Like it, it's it's so exhausting, it, and it's one of those shows that, you know, everyone like really hypes up, and is sort of shocked when they hear that I just can't get into this. I just, it's just something about it that doesn't do it for me. I know. I don't. And I hope that one day I can get past this, like this mental block or something that I'm going through. That I definitely think it is the color grading. I think that's a 100% facts. Um. Because I do want to give the show a chance, but it's hard. It's very hard. Yeah, agreed. So, Shit's Creek won best comedy series. Were you? Yeah. How, how do you feel about that? Because I know you're Ted Lasso's number one fan. Yeah. So I wanted I'm, to check I'm in and see huge, how you feel about that. I'm a huge Ted Lasso fanboy, but honestly, I'm fine with Shit's Creek. I haven't watched Shit's Creek at all. But from what I've heard, a lot of people like to compare it. Uh, like they were comparing Ted Lasso to Shit's Creek um, when Ted Lasso, you know, when the season came out last year. Um, so I'm kind of happy to hear that a show that's like very similar to it uh, won. But I have heard like Shit's Creek is another show like I like that 
the first season or two is kind of hard to get into. So it's weird to see how it's blown up like this. Hmm. I mean, I still have not seen Ted Lasso. Uh, it's definitely something I need to get around to watching. Dude, watch it. You'll you'll literally you'll finish it in one day. Is it really that short? It's like thirty or five minute long episodes, and it's probably like eight of them. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give it a watch. I don't know what it's about, so don't tell me. Dude, just watch it. Like, don't just watch it. It's so. I good. saw people. I saw people were pretty upset that Emily in Paris was uh, nominated. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't I've seen heard that it. Mo- that show was pretty bad. I mean, I haven't seen it, but yeah, by all accounts, I've heard it's not great. However, I'll probably watch it because, I mean, I love Lily Collins. And what was she in that I feel like you and I liked a lot? Lily Collins? Mm-hmm. Is it recent? I think so. I'm pulling up her filmography. She's a very... Wait, wasn't she... Damn, what was she in that I really liked? I feel bad because I feel like I'm like cutting off this entire episode, but now I need to know. <laughs> Bro, she's rec- it was recent? Dude, I feel like you and I have maybe even like direct- the did an episode about this. I mean, she's but- in Mank. No, it wasn't Mank. She's in Mank. She's in Tolkien. Uh, she's in did Oak you ever watch Jow. that? I never saw that. I didn't, actually. Uh, she's in Oja. I liked her in Oja. Oh, she's in Tarzan? <laughs> Bro, she was in the blind side. I think yeah, that's where I was. remember her from. She was like the, 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 the daughter, right? Yeah, she was. Damn, but there was definitely something else that I saw her in. I don't know. Whatever it is. She's a great actress. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I think she's good. Um, but, yeah, but I, I do. Are... I have heard a lot of shit from that show, though. Yeah, I've heard the the show's not great by any means. I still have to give it a watch. I want to watch all of these nominees. I watch them every year. Um, so I definitely got to go into it on my own. But yeah, I heard a, a lot of people were surprised that it was I mean, nominated. The year like we didn't get a whole lot of content. So had it been a normal year, maybe it doesn't even get nominated. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. I was actually thinking that while watching the Golden Globes about how much of a weird year it was for film. Because a lot of these, like, I don't think in a normal year would have been nominated. Yeah. Like, music, that Sia or Saya movie, we, we kind of, we didn't talk about that, but <laughs> nominated for musical or, or comedy. And I, I haven't seen the film, but by all accounts... Um, it's awful <laughs> on top of being uh, incredibly uh, problematic yeah again I haven't seen the film but I looked at, at reviews I looked at it's letterbox score and I'm pretty sure it's like one of the lowest rated films on letterbox like ever that's pretty crazy yeah so the, nomi- the nominations were, were really all over the place now I can't tell if it's because of the year you know, that we're in because of COVID and whatnot, or if it's just, you know, drunk Oscars, you know, doing their thing. But, I mean, I mean, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I was happy to see Queen's Gambit 
take home best miniseries or television film. Uh, I think Small Axe uh, puts up a really good fight. It's uh, it was close, but you know I'm glad to see Queen's Gambit uh, take home the award. So good. And I'm so happy to see Anya Taylor Joy take home her first major acting award. Really? She yeah, she won Best Actress uh, in a miniseries or television film. It's her first major award that she's won, first of many. Those of you uh, who listen to the show, follow me or Backlot on Twitter, you know. We are a huge, or I should say I, I'm a huge Anya Taylor-Joy fan. I think the first been, movie I saw with her was Split. I have been saying since I watched The Witch in 2016, I have been saying she is the next great actress, you know, coming into Hollywood. And seeing her, you know, incredible 2020 run and seeing all the films she has, you know, lined up in the immediate future. I'm really excited to see where her career goes, man. I'm so, so excited. I know we talked about having her on the show, <laughs> like, before we actually got on. Seriously, like, we would love to have anyone on the show. But, like, I'm so glad that she took home this award. And, again, I think, you know, this is the first of many for her, I in agree. my opinion. Yeah. I think she's incredibly talented. Look, so, she She was... Fantastic in the Queen's Gambit. She really she was there was a lot of layers to this character that she portrayed and she did it so well. Almost to the point where like it was like scary. Like like was this acting or was this real? (laughs) That's how good she is. No, yeah, I mean she's she's incredible. So I'm glad to see Queen's Gambit What? She's your queen. She's. Yes. I mean, she is your queen. Sorry, Queen's Gambit. Yes. So she's your queen. She's my queen. Okay. I've said it on the show before. I know. I just want. I just want to hear it again. I don't know why you're trying to get it out of me now. Like you're trying to prove something. I've said it on the show before. I'm just trying to get you in trouble. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> so Queen's Gambit on your Taylor Joy, uh, taking home those awards. Your boy, Jason Ted Lasso. Taking home best actor in a comedy series again. I haven't seen it, but by all means, I've heard it's uh, very well deserved. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis fucking kills it as Ted Lasso. Yeah, I saw. You know, we'll kind of go over these really quickly, but I want to give a shout out to John Boyega, who also won his first major acting award alongside Daniel Kaluuya and, and Anya Taylor Joy, uh, winning for Small Axe, uh, best supporting actor. Uh, very well deserved. John Boyega was was incredible in this, and I hope to see him get more uh, get more roles in Hollywood. Now I think he's he's a great actor. He shows that he's he sh- he has shown that he belongs. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. He's not. Just I mean, really, some, uh, backup character for like Star Wars. I mean, really, I mean the Star Wars sequels for all they did. Uh, I mean, they really promoted a lot of great talent and really brought them into the spotlight. I mean, Oscar Isaac has been, you know great since and before the Star Wars sequels uh, yeah. but they really boosted the profile of, of these actors you know Daisy Ridley who um, has chaos she's in Chaos Walking right with Tom Holland yep yeah she is is it Tom Holland that's in Chaos Walking yes 
I mean, she has that coming out. I mean, Oscar Isaac, Adam Driver, John Boyega. I actually had a discussion about this with um with someone close. I don't want to say any names, but they were saying that so they're huge Star Wars fan and they hate the sequels like a lot of people. Um but he was saying how he's not a fan of Adam Driver. He's huh? not a fan of John Boyega. I don't know how he feels about Daisy Ridley. Um, not a fan of Oscar Isaac. Mind you, I don't think that he watches many movies. Watches more what? of comic book, you know, sci-fi, Star Wars kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these big blockbusters. And Okay. But he was saying that he's not a fan of any of these actors. And I'm like, well, have you seen them in anything else? Because, like, they're fantastic. And I would actually argue that some of the best acting in Star Wars has probably come from the sequels. I would agree. I think that Adam Driver... Technically, Adam Driver would be a fucking great Anakin Skywalker. You know, I would say, I would say, like... You know, no disrespect to any of the incredible actors and stallers, but I would say Adam Driver is probably the best actor. Oh, he is one hundred percent. I no would question. say I would say either him or Ewan. Yeah, no question. I think Adam is actually like top dog. Uh, Adam, yeah, Adam, Ewan, and Oscar are definitely the top three. Eh, Out of like I mean, major would, roles, because they they, they yeah. do a lot of smaller role, you know, big names. I mean, but again, I that's not discounting that. anyone else. It's just I think that's if anything that just speaks highly of of how I think of uh, you know Adam Driver and, and Oscar Isaac. I mean, but, I think they're incredible yeah. talents. Yeah. So like, but what I wanted to get to was that um you know, and I was like kind of arguing, not arguing, but just going back and forth, and I was saying, well, you know, you could say you don't like John Boyega's character. You don't like you don't have to like Finn. They didn't do Finn justice, but that's not John Boyega's fault. It's yeah, the script's absolutely. fault. Like the guy, it's not his fault that, you know, he has to scream Ray every ten seconds of the film. <laughs> the guy can fucking act his ass off. He's proved it. Yeah. Um. So I want you know him to get more credit. I want all these sequel fucking actors to get more credit because they got they are all fantastic. Daisy Ridley's great. You know, Adam Driver, everybody, all of them are great. So I want all of them, including John Boy or especially John Boyega, to get the credit that they deserve. Yeah, they are. I'm, I'm excited for Chaos Walking. I actually think that comes out this Friday. Wait, what? Yeah, that's like right around the corner. Dude, I had no idea it was coming out. Yeah, I, I am a little concerned because there's not really a lot of marketing and uh going on. I, mean, I haven't Even seen any trailers. Even if the trailers. movie gets like a 1%, I'll still go watch it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely still going to watch it. But, I mean, Mads Mikkelsen is in it. Oh, dude, it comes out Friday. You're right. Yeah, it literally comes out like it comes out in a couple days. You down to go see it this weekend? I mean, I'm down. I mean, yeah. very interesting. It looks interesting. I mean, Tom Holland continues his impressive uh, 2020, 2021 uh, streak of films. He's actually got a big year. He's got some. Yeah, that's actually wow. Yeah, dude, he's got a bro. Chaos Walking, Cherry, Uncharted, Spider Man Three. The one that just came out last year. Oh, uh, um, the Devil All the Time. Yep. Am I missing anything? I don't think so. Onward. Onward, that's right. Wow. That's six films. 
And I guess if we're counting onward, no. No, we can't count on game. That came out before onward. But look at that. That's all in the span of a year. I'm going to count Uncharted. Even though I know it's a 2022 movie, it should have come out this year. So I'm going to count that. Yeah, that movie's just coming out because of, like, there's so much. It's just oversaturated, all the movies that have to come out in the next year or two. Yeah, exactly. So back to, you know, back to what we were talking about originally. I don't know. All these young actors and actresses put some more respect on their name. Facts, exactly. So, I mean, that pretty much wraps up the Golden Globes. I mean, pretty standard, I guess. Golden Globes always have wacky wacky nominations and sort of wacky winners. But, I mean, so this wasn't any, it's pretty par for the course for the Golden Globes, in my opinion. It was, yeah, like I said earlier, it was actually the least, you know, crazy one of the past couple of years. Like, yeah. There were, like, a lot of the wins we weren't, like, no, I don't think many people were upset about at all. Yeah, I I would agree. So. Entertaining. We'll see how the Oscars are. I mean, we're definitely going to be having our own Oscar show on the podcast. It's going to be a future episode coming. It's going to be really fun. I get excited for the Oscars. I don't get excited for the Golden Globes, but I get yeah, really exactly. For the Oscars. Yeah, I mean, like when Oscar season Oscars. comes around, I want to like start binge watching everything. Yeah, that's what I usually do. That's why these are the drunk Oscars. Yeah, this th- this know? is like this is like the pregame. <laughs> that's a pretty good. It's uh, a pretty good way to describe it. <laughs> So, uh, can we start talking about what we came, what we uh, came together to talk about? Yeah, let's just talk about what everyone's here to li- like, what everyone's listening for. Yeah, no one cares about the Golden Globes. I mean, I'm, I'm like ninety percent sure everyone skipped to this part, anyways. <laughs> but we just needed to talk about the Golden Globes because we talk about every award show. That's the Emmys. We don't really talk about the Emmys. Should we? I mean, we could. We could talk about the Emmys right now. All right, let's get into it. The last year's Emmys. Which is like I don't know what like like nine months ago. Twenty one Golden Globe slash twenty twenty (laughs) Emmys review. It's like wait a second, what? (laughs) So all right, so let's start talking about Wandavision. Uh, So compared to season, we're just gonna talk about episode seven and episode eight together, like we did last episode. We're actually terrible podcasters because we said that we would record episode seven, but we didn't. Huh? Oh, that's right. Because, okay, well, in our defense, and it is kind of my fault, I was one of the people saying that it was going to be an hour long. And it wasn't. So I kind of. <laughs> it was uh, a big kinda, episode, but it wasn't. I feel like it wasn't enough for us to have a whole other segment about. It, yeah, because exactly. Because a lot it, of things that we've already stated. Yeah, it was a big episode, but comparatively, when you watch episode eight, it it doesn't feel as big. Yeah, episode eight answers a lot, a lot, a lot of questions. Exactly. So uh, we're gonna talk about Wandavision, episode seven and eight, with spoilers. Because if you're listening to this series, I've said it once, I've said it again. You definitely don't give a shit about spoilers. So Wandavision, episode seven and episode eight discussion, starting right now. It was Agatha all along. It was Agatha all along. I would say that's definitely the highlight of episode seven. And I think it's going to go down as a highlight of, of the series. Bro, that's going to go down as a highlight memed. of the year. Already? In, we're recording the song, in at least. That song fucking... Oof, I can listen to that shit every day. 
Yeah, it, it is an it is an unironically great song. It's already being memed though. Like it's all over TikTok, it's all over Twitter. Well, there's a lot there's actually a surprising amount of WandaVision memes. Yes. I actually did not expect this many people to watch this show actually. Yeah, like I just saw today it's the number one show on streaming. Wow. Right now, I think it just toppled uh, Attack on Titan. Yeah, because I know it was battling big. Attack on Titan for a while. Yeah, which is pretty big considering it's uh, Attack on Titan's last season. I haven't watched Attack on Titan, so I, I, I can't really compare I'm about to, to be on but... season two. Season one's long as hell, but I'm about to be on season two. Oh, you're Great watching show. it? Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, okay. So, yeah, this is number one right now among streaming services. Dude, I that think Mando is still much, in the top five. That tells you how much pull Disney and Marvel have. Just I Disney. really did not expect the show to be that big, if I'm being completely honest. I yeah. thought this was the least accessible of the Marvel TV shows that they announced originally. You know, that being WandaVision, Hawkeye, Loki, and Falcon and Winter Soldier. I thought this was the least acce- accessible of the four to you know, uh, like average viewers. Like I watched this, I've watched a handful of episodes with my parents. I watched this last one with my parents and they're so invested in this show. That's awesome. And that it's, it's surprising to me because like they didn't really particularly care for Wanda and Vision, but now they're so invested into the lives and the relationship that like they can't, they can't like keep their eyes off screen. Like they're so involved in this show, and it, it's great to see because, I mean, if it's happening, you know, with me and and people that I know and that I watch the show with, it's imagine all over the country, you know. Absolutely. And I'm really, I'm really happy because I've said it before. This was my most anticipated, you know, of all the Marvel shows. So I'm really yeah. happy to see, uh, to see you know it being so uh, so well received and. And I'm happy that the quality is holding up, you know, consistently. It's very, it, yeah, it's, um, I just find it funny. While it is very positively received by the people, it's like funny to go on Twitter and I, I've shown Steven little screenshots here and there, but like, I'll see like, you know, there was like this one, I'll, I'll just call him out. I forgot his name, but it's someone in esports, you know, some gamer was, uh, you know, tweeting about WandaVision and he was like, yo, like, I'm on episode one or I'm on episode two, and this shit is ass. Like, what the fuck? Like, why is everyone so talking about this? And I feel like, you know, the comments is like, yo, like, you just got to get past the two episodes because after that, it gets so good. It gets so great. Like, you know, just get past the first two episodes and you'll you'll like it. And I just find, like, like I, I don't know. I, I don't see why. I guess, like, the people have this, uh, like, they need that satisfaction, like, that you know, really, what do you call that? Like when you need satisfaction very quickly, you know what I mean? Like quick satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's like a, like, there's like a word for it, but whatever it is. I know what like, you're talking about. I know like, what you're talking about. Need, I just can't. Yeah. They need like, you know, to be spoon fed like right away. They don't like to wait for things. They to... need big fancy explosions in episode one, like within the first 10 minutes. Yeah. And I like I, that. This is like, them not doing that is what makes me love this show even more than I do. You know what I mean? So I okay. find it like cringy when I see shit like that. And it kind of pisses me off because I'm like, 
it's like you know a different style of like art that these people are doing that we're not used to and i'm fucking loving it and most people are loving it it's just funny to see like you got to get past the two episodes because that's when you know the real time you know we start seeing what's actually happening get more answers Mm -hmm. so let the show play out man yeah agreed and i mean the way it has played out uh, i think it's been i think it's played out exceptionally well if i'm being honest i don't have any real complaints just yet i'll save that until you know the series wraps up but even then there's nothing really you know that i would complain about i mean we got a lot of cool moments in episode seven uh, we see a powered-up Monica. I guess it's revealed to the audience that that Monica Rambo has some sort of powers. Uh, so a lot of question marks as to you know what exactly it is, how she got them, and whatnot. Um, but that, along with the Agatha, you know, the big Agatha reveal, were definitely uh, some of the bigger things. And I just want to say on record on this episode. I called it. Wait, wait, what What are you saying you called? Uh, the Agatha reveal. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not very... I don't think a lot of people were very shocked about that. This guy's always trying to diminish my accomplishments, man. <laughs> okay, well, when did you call it? Like, is that was, was that there a review for the first episode? Bro, I've said it, like, since the first episode, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Because we reviewed episode one and two together. So I definitely called it because it was definitely by episode two that I definitely that I uh, something was fishy, you know. Yeah. But I called it. I mean, again, like you said, I don't think it was like a crazy reveal. I think if you had any sort of knowledge or if really paid attention to the show, you could kind of see that she was definitely a little suspicious. But wait, you know, pause what you're saying. I want to say something real quick. What? Instant gratification. There we go. Dan, did we really not think of that? <laughs> I'm like, dude, like as you we were talking, I'm like, I was like, <laughs> the Jimmy, I was like doing the Jimmy Neutron, like where like you start to see like, like the the camera like goes into his brain and shit. <laughs> but instead, you see the monkey with the clapping jump things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was doing like a in Sherlock when he goes into his mind palace. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, 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 yes. He starts shuffling through his, like, brain and shit. I just couldn't find it. I can't believe it. Like, but, yeah, that's... Sorry to cut you off, but that is what everybody wants. Instant gratification. <laughs> what was it that we said? Uh, quick satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like the, that's like the bootlegged version. <laughs> we should get that on the t-shirt. Quick satisfaction. Oh, we could... Okay, copyright that one, too. Trademark that. Oh yeah, for we'll sure. Sell, we'll sell that and drunk Oscar shirts together. I'm actually on the back of the store. With our logo on the back of the shirt. I'm down. So <laughs> um where were we? Agatha Wanda Vision episode seven. Agatha all along. So You called it. Comparatively I did call it. So comparatively, I do think episode eight was a bigger episode. Like you said, a lot more but, questions were answered. Um before we get into it, is episode eight? Episode eight is my favorite of the show. Is it your favorite? No. Is it I still there? think episode two is my favorite. 
But that's probably because of the mystery behind it all. Yeah, right. just because, I, like, I'll never forget watching that episode live. And it, I think it was the perfect mix of the uneasiness. Where, like, obviously you know something is, is wrong. But it hasn't been explored yet. And yeah. I think episode two, you know, hit that perfectly. Okay. You know, because the episode right after, we still, we still sort of get that. But it's not played as uneasily and creepily as it is in episode two. Okay. Uh, so in my opinion, I think episode two, I, I'm not going to say it's the best episode. It's my personal favorite. That's fine. I would say this is pro- like episode eight is probably my third favorite. I would put episode five. I, I, I liked episode five a little bit more. Well, what I like about episode eight is like a lot of the answers that we get. But I like the answers that we got. That's why it's my favorite, you know? I thought everything mm-hmm. that they did was perfect. I know a lot of people were actually a little unhappy with how little they answered. With their position being, how is this show going to wrap up in a... Uh, like, you know, in a manner that feels, you know, satisfactory well, the, the, with the, one the, more I mean, episode? The short answer is it's not... Because we're going to get more answers, you know, maybe in Spider-Man 3. We're going to get more answers definitely in Doctor Strange 2. Mm-hmm. Might even get more answers, you know, way down the line from that. You know, a young Avengers movie maybe, you know, Avengers 5. Like, I definitely think a lot of the core questions, like... I mean, but really, what are the core questions that are left? For I mean, I guess who Evan Peters really is. Which I feel like will will get answered. Absolutely. Are are her kids actually alive? Or, you know, like, will they be living beings outside of this world that she's created? Exactly. And I think those are really, those are the only two that come into my head because we already know how this vision was created. There's one more question that comes to my mind. What? Is Wanda and Pietro mutants? And they're definitely like leaning towards that, but I, I wonder. So. Wanda's just, Wanda's a witch. I mean, are witches mutants? Yes. Though I, I would imagine in the MCU that makes sense. Um, but I mean, it could go either way. Actually, um, I don't you think know, we get a like, mutant name drop. I definitely think that the mutant name drop will be coming next episode, and if it does, I'm gonna be fucking screaming. I don't think I don't think it does honestly. I don't know, man. I feel like they're they're teasing it a little bit because I f- I feel like they wanted to say it in this episode. Like they were like they the people that knew like you know like like the people like us where we know that the word mutant was not allowed to be said you know or uttered one time in any of these movies. And now that they have the rights, they can do whatever the fuck they want, and they're kind of like teasing us a little bit. I think that the next episode will we will get more answers like. You know, like there's more more people like you, like your brother, because I like they. It wasn't just her that got her powers amplified. I I think they were trying to imply that her brother got his powers amplified too, and he's not a witch or a wizard or whatever you want to. You know, he's just a speedster. You know, not like the Flash. I'm not gonna compare him to the Flash, but he's just someone that has powers that can run fast. So, that's def- that's that's at least what I got, like. 
the thing is they didn't have enough time to like tell us or show us that his powers are amplified but i definitely think that's what they like were trying to go with and i think that they are mutants like they have that mutant gene interesting i mean i don't know i just don't see how i mean i hope they name drop it i just don't i don't know i'm just not expecting it personally if they do it great um would you be happy with like okay if down the road we find out that magneto obviously he's gonna be an mcu that like you know her mom cheated on her husband with with magneto and that's actually her real father and we get like a little bit of origin of that would you be cool with that or are you like satisfied with what we had like what they gave us i'm pretty satisfied with wanda's uh you know origin yeah, she's just a mutant, you know. I don't think I having don't her be Magneto's daughter. I feel like it I would mean, just be a lot of retcons after retcons at that point if they do that. Yeah, I mean it depends if they have to jump through a bunch of hoops. Um, if they can make it come naturally, which Marvel definitely can, they know how to do it. Then fuck it, do it. But yeah, if they have to like make it like to the point where it's like, okay, wait, what? Like, what are we doing here? Like, then no, don't do it. I guess. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. It depends. Yeah, it depends on on how natural it is. Which if you bought, gonna... for you guys listening if you haven't figured out by now, like in the comic books, Magneto is the father of um both Pietro and uh and Wanda. Yeah, correct. So I don't know. I don't see the I don't see the mutants being dropped in next episode. Um I do think those core questions will be answered. I think they can be answered relatively quickly. I don't think everything will be wrapped up with next episode. Uh, obviously, we know Monica will tie in more with Captain Marvel 2. Um, we know this leads into Doctor Strange 2, so I'm sure there's going to be some loose ends still leading into that and maybe Spider-Man 3. Do we even... like? Is Darcy going to be in Thor 4? Like maybe some so. Some questions will get answered in that. I don't think so. I, I, I think she said recently... I think they asked her about it. She was like, I haven't received any, any call yet. Okay. The only thing that, that I could see kind of being rushed, which I hope it isn't, is Darcy and Jimmy Woo's storyline. Yeah. Or how they're going to take down Hayward. Because, I mean, next episode, uh, I think it's been rumored to be 50 minutes. So that yeah, leaves us with about 40 minutes of runtime, which Brandon is not Davis a lot of time. reported that from uh, comicbook.com. Yeah, I mean, really, that's not a lot of time. No, but it's definitely what is it, that, would that be the longest episode? Probably, right? Yeah, it would be. It's not a lot of time, but they could definitely fit a lot into that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and then we have this, uh, you know, not to fast forward so much, but this whole white vision thing. You know what I mean? Like, he, that's a lot of questions to be answered there. Like, who actually is that? Is that anybody? Is he gonna honestly? Fight I, I, I text you this. I know I text you this when I finish the episode. I hope I don't. I hope that's Ultron. I don't think it is, but I don't I, think it I is either. Cool but I mean, I don't think it is either. But man, like introducing Ultron, I think in the last episode, I think is a little too much. But man, how awesome would it be if it was Ultron? I just wanted to hear James. Sp- I just want Ultron back, dude. James Spader is. is I love his voice acting, man. Like, give me an actually scary Ultron. Yeah. Just please bring him back dude, for man. Ironheart. That vision was pretty fucking terrifying. 
It was. But the eyes were creepy. It was. I mean, Vision's a fucking creepy looking motherfucker too, if you think about it. He really is, though. Like if you like if you met him, any of you, anyone that's listening, like if you were on the fucking street and Vision walked up to you, like are you not going to shit yourself? Like the I mean, guy's he does have a soothing voice. Fucking strange. He does have a soothing voice, though. Yeah, I will give him that. He's very soft-spoken. Kind of sounds like you, to be honest. I am Vision. You do sound a lot like, uh, you could be a good Jarvis. I will be Jarvis. I'm going to be John. <laughs> when, when, you, when you build a suit, I'll be the uh, AI. You'll be the AI? Yes. That's awesome. That, oh, um, okay, I have an idea. I have an idea. When we what? build, you know... Should I say it actually? Tease what's coming. Ooh, I know what you're gonna say. We'll we'll say it at the end of the episode. Okay. At the end of this episode. Ooh, okay. you could be but like yeah, a little Siri. This uh, this whole white vision thing, like, so what I'm getting from it, and you know, knowing from the comic books and stuff, I had to do a little bit of research on white vision, and he is a thing in the comics. It's pretty much. Yeah, it's just an emotion that, vision. Yeah, like, it's just, like, doesn't really have his memories, doesn't really have emotion. Um, it's kind of just, like, there. Like, I guess, like, ready to, like, whoop ass. You know what I mean? She's even more distant from humanity than regular Vision already is. Because yes. Vision is at least capable of understanding Feeling. human emotion. White Vision is incapable of that. Well, would you say that Vision, regular Vision, has feeling? Like, he, he like obviously, he could feel he has feelings um i mean i think I, would, so. I think that he was really in love with wanda on the and the mcu you know perspective i'm not going to talk about comic books if we know in the comics he is but the mcu i think he does i think he does like this guy yeah no he absolutely does and you don't want to know why is because in civil war when Wanda, I think, got, you know, hurt or whatever, and he had to, like, go and grab her, he, like, missed his shot. Remember that? On, um, and hit, Oh, uh, and when he hits hit, Rhodey, right? Yeah, he hits Rhodey. And they were like, yo, like, I thought you were, like, a robot. You know what I mean? Like, you don't miss. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it was, like, a whole thing where it's, like, that's very, like, unusual. Like, why did that happen? And he was, he didn't understand it. Like, I don't know why that happened, but now we know. I mean, we knew, we did know, but that was why it was because he had that emotion towards Wanda. He had that, you know, that gasp that he was okay. scared for a moment to lose her. Okay, that's int- that's an interesting take. I could get I could get along with that's that. That's what I took from it when I watched Civil War. I don't know what you took of it. Like, I mean, didn't Vision just make a mistake? I mean, maybe, but I think there was more to it. I yeah I I agree I think I agree with you there. So yes, vision I think does feel. Yeah, and I think it's it's probably because of the Mind Stone. Yeah, I mean, all feelings are at the end of the day stem from our mind. So, I mean, yeah, that's why I think you know White Vision is is going to come out the way he is, emotionless. Okay, so I actually have an idea or or, or a prediction, and you can agree or disagree. 
a lot of people, I think you're one of them, think that Vision going forward after this show will not have a presence in the MCU. I think that he may, and I think they're going to use White Vision to do it. Because I don't know, bro. Like, did, did Wanda, like, recreate the Mind Stone? I don't think so. I just think it's it's like a... Oh, I don't know. Is she because capable of she, that? I mean, dude, if she is capable of that, I, and I don't know if she is, but I wouldn't be surprised if she is. But if she is, then all she has to do, I feel like, is put the Mind Stone in White Vision and, like, maybe his senses will come and he'll be like, oh, shit, like, I'm Vision. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, the thing with that is I hope I love Vision, but I hope he stays dead. I otherwise, don't know. I, like, I, I mean, I, otherwise, I think it undermines Wanda's yeah. arc and character. I think him, uh, you know, reviving really undermines, you know, the point of Wanda's trauma. And, you know, part of the reason why she created, well, not part of the, well, yeah, part of the reason why she ended up creating this hex over Westview, I think reviving Vision uh, really hurts that development. And I'm just not really a fan of reviving dead characters. I think that cheapens, you know, the original sacrifice of these characters. I mean, we've seen Loki die like three times. But that's part of Loki's shtick, though. Like, that's always been a thing that Loki... And then Loki actually does But die. the thing is, is, like, okay, if you're doing it with, like, Iron Man, I'll be mad. If you do it with Cap... Well, Cap's not necessarily dead, so I'm not going to use that. But if you do it with, like, Black Widow, I'll be mad. Because these characters, their losses meant something. But I would put Vision in that, too. But the... Oh, but hold on. So, like, what I, like, what I was trying to get at, though, is, like, their, their losses meant something... But they were also humans at the end of the day. They're not these super beings. Um, they're not androids like Vision. Vision, if there's anyone that is more than capable of coming back, it's Vision, which is why I'd be fine with it. But, okay, the thing about Wanda's arc, though, is, like, what if they bring him back, but he just doesn't remember anything? Like, that's just it. Like, you, you could tell him, like, yo, like, this is how you were. But, like, that feeling he had, you know, it's going to take time for it to come back or it may not come back. Like, I would be fine with that. The only way I would be fine with Vision returning is if it's Ultron inside of Vision's body. I think Vision has a character. That's just Ultron. Exactly. I I just think Vision has a character uh, after WandaVision as much as I love. You think he's, like, ran its course? Yeah, I think so. I just feel like there's, they didn't do enough for him. WandaVision's actually, like, been the best thing for the Vision, the character of Vision, but... I mean, we saw him in Age of Ultron, Civil War, and Infinity War, and now, yeah, WandaVision. Okay, so, another thing, too, is, like, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about a few episodes ago, when Vision was trying to leave the, uh, you know, the reality, the Vex, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. and his body was deteriorating... Was that because Wanda was doing that? Was that because he just can't live in the outside because his body's... Like, did we get any answers to that? No, and I think maybe that'll be explained. I mean, I don't know. I thought it was fairly obvious that Vision just 
since he's a product of the hex, he can't live outside of the hex. He'll always be drawn back to it. That's how she, I interpreted it as, at least. It's so weird because, like, she creates vision. We see it happen in this episode. I just don't know if it's permanent. And the th- that this is what gets confusing for me is I have a gut feeling that Wiccan and Speed are going to have a part in the future of the MCU. I think so, too. They introduce them perfectly in WandaVision. So how can you explain that Wicked and Speed can exist, but Vision cannot? That, yeah. We'll s- I mean, we'll see, man. That's one of the big questions remaining. Yeah. And you it, it literally point. goes back, but it literally goes back to like what I was saying. This is what makes it more confusing is that vision at the end of the day is not a human. Like, like if they were like, yo, like he's dead. Like we can't revive a human. It's too hard. Okay. I get it. But vision is an Android. When I look at robots, I look at like technology. It's like, you could rebuild this. You know what I mean? They were trying to do, they did. They rebuilt vision. We have white vision it doesn't have feelings at least as far as we know. Um, but I think that like there could be something done. I mean, Infinity War, we saw that Shuri was figuring out a way for Vision to exist without the Mind Stone. The, all the best parts. Remember that what Mark, uh, what Bruce Banner said. We want all the best parts of Vision, just without the stone. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's definitely possible. I just. I don't know. If you kill him off, it's going to be hard to explain the Wicked and Speed thing unless you kill them off too. I get you. Again, that's just that's one of the major questions. I mean, we'll just have to see how episode 9 answers it. But you do have a really good point. That is, I hadn't thought of that. That is a yeah, very, no, very good I, point. Like, this episode, episode 8 answered a lot of my questions, but I also have more questions. It's like, I feel like I'm watching Lost a little bit. Like Lost was... A show that, you know, as you go through, you're like, oh, shit. Like, they just answered, like, nine of my questions in, like, this last episode. But then you're like, but hold on. I have, like, 30 more new ones. So I'm kind of, like, getting that same vibe. But mm-hmm. I, 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 I think that WandaVision will end way better than Lost does. Um, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> Pretty hard not to, unless you're, like, Game of Thrones or Dexter. <laughs> I mean, what's Game of Thrones? Wait, what? What are you talking about? Okay, so another thing too, you know what I actually loved about this episode? What? Was it was my favorite scene probably the entire show. Was um Wanda interacting with the stone. And then you see the Scarlet oh, Witch. Yes. Yeah, like you see the reflection in her eyes and you see it for like a split yeah. second, like coming towards her. That might be the best but that's like one of my favorite scenes in the MCU. Um I don't know about favorite scene in the MCU, but it is a great, it is a great scene, great visual. It's fantastic. It is. Um, and I, I, um, I don't know. Like, was so I'm like, is the Mind Stone like attracted to her? In a way, like, it, there's so many so. fucking questions just, that I have. Like, I think it just again it amplified her power, obviously, and showed her. Showed the future I, of her. I, I guess her at her full potential as the Scarlet Witch. 
Yeah. Which we got that name drop at the end. Yes, thank Finally. you. I, I loved hearing that. I mean, it took... I mean, bro, Wanda... I mean, Scarlet Witch has had a pretty crazy origin story. It, it's took. It's taken her Age of Ultron, Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame, and then WandaVision to get her Scarlet Witch origin. Yes. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. And she's had a very tragic, uh, you know, story. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a hell of a ride for her. <laughs> she's actually like probably the saddest character in the MCU. She is, yeah, she is in my opinion the most tragic character in in the MCU. You're right. Um, really quick, something I just thought of, and, and I want to talk about it before before I forget. But how did Hayward end up with Vision's body? Like, did the, like I highly doubt the Avengers just let him have it. Oh, like, I mean, he, right? Like, how does Hayward... Like, I'm sure the Avengers would not have been cool with Hayward's idea to take apart the Vision. The only way that I can... Ex- like, I could sort of get around that is... They were... Like, Hayward probably took advantage... Of the fact that there are no more Avengers. Like, the Avengers are no more. At this point in time. Yeah. Right? After the Avengers. Like there Stark are superheroes. There are superheroes out in the world, but, you know, none of them are, like, teaming up like the Avengers did. Like, the Avengers yet. as a group, as a unit, are done. Tony Stark is dead. Captain America is retired. Hawkeye is retiring. Uh, Hulk, we don't really know what, what Hulk is up to. Thor, we don't really know what Thor is up to. Black Widow Thor's is dead. Thor's in space for all we know, you know, having a good time. Yeah, Vision is dead. Wanda The Guardians is... are out doing their thing. Yeah, so there really is no Avengers at this point in time. The only way, the only thing I can think of is that Hayward took advantage of this and stole Vision from somewhere? But you're the telling me The only person that... that would counter that would be Tony. Like, the only person that would be like, yo, like... You're not taking him would be Tony. So yeah, like I agree. If there's a person, it's that would that would you know be against it is Tony and obviously Wanda. But I was, I would say Cap would be pretty against it. But Cap is like ninety. Yeah, I mean, like Cap is out. In the, you know, he's out in this world. He's 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 alive. Um, you know, but like I feel like he's so distant from everything now. Like I don't think we'll ever see him. You know, there are the rumors that he's coming back. We'll see how that plays out, but. You know, I don't think that Cap has a say anymore going forward. I don't think he wants to. Yeah, I agree. I mean, did the Avengers, did Hayward or Sword take Vision during the time period of, like, the blip during those five years? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I could see that. Like, because, okay, so obviously none of the Avengers are around, but Nick Fury is obviously in cahoots or started sword. You know, he's one of he's someone important for that for that organization. And um and we know this because of the end credit scene for Spider-Man Far From Home. And um you know, like if there's someone that you trust it'd be Nick Fury, right? So what if he was like okay with it? Can you trust or, Nick Fury though? Or if he's not okay with it, I mean, they could have just done it from behind his back. I mean, this guy is the director and was, you know, he might have been like, yo, like, low-key, take the body. Let's try to, you know, do what we can with it. That is a good question, though. Like, I I actually wonder if we'll even get that answered. I mean, we'll see. I, I hope we do because it is a pretty big question. 
But again, yeah. I don't know. It's not something I would prioritize over, you know, like anything else. Yeah, but it is a very, yeah, it is a very interesting question. There's yeah. a lot of things going on in the show that it's good stuff. Like the I mean, whole Nexus notice? commercial, like that was, that's a big thing going forward, I think. It is. For those of you who don't know, uh, basically Wanda in the comics is a Nexus being, meaning she is the same across all multiverses and realities, and she can like jump through each one. Yeah, and like so still be that, herself. Yeah, so that Nexus commercial was was pretty, uh, pretty telling. Um, one thing, did you notice that on the deed of the house that Vision gave her, uh, the heart is the same heart that's on the calendar in the first episode? No. Yeah. That's wow. where the heart is for Mister Heart. That's some good storytelling. Right, a good callback. Season one. Oh, it's episode one. That's actually very interesting. Yeah, right? I so, really, I definitely, like, I kind of want to go back and watch every episode after this is all said and done. Oh, I definitely am, 100%. Like, binge-watching the entire thing in one sitting. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a big episode. We had a lot of questions. I think it retroactively makes Age of Ultron better. Oh, yeah, and it's funny how they, like, shove that movie down your throat every time an episode ends. <laughs> on Disney Plus, it's like yeah. recommended Age of Ultron. Yeah, I mean, it does make it better, in my opinion. Okay, like it makes so it... I have a question. What? I mean, I, I I'm starting to to think not, but do you think that Nightmare or Mephisto has a bigger play in this? No, I don't think so. Maybe Nightmare, but I'm starting to doubt it. I mean, I I, I think Ag- Agatha is clearly the. Uh, you know, antagonist for this show, but yeah, Agatha maybe and Hayward they tease Nightmare at the end of the show or like a post credit scene to get us all hyped up for Doctor Strange. I can see that. I mean, Doctor Strange is definitely showing up in this last episode, man. It <laughs> has to be Doctor Strange. Yeah. Who else is it gonna fucking be? Like this whole Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen teasing this last person. Oh, no, bro, I'm like 90% sure Paul Bettany's trolling. I'm pretty sure he's talking about himself. As White Vision? Yeah, like when he fights himself. Jesus Christ. I'm like 90, I'm like 90% sure that's what he's referring to. Like, who else can it be, bro? Because then Elizabeth Olsen was like doubling down on it too. Like, yeah, like, you know, like we had I that. think I think who she is referring to is Doctor Strange, but I think Paul Bettany is trolling and he's talking about himself, the actor he's always wanted to work with. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. It's a good troll. It is a very good troll, but I'm like mad if it's true. Because I wanted it to be like Al Pacino or something. I'm so selfish. Can't let it's this like guy I saw, like, actually be excited for himself. I mean, props to him, bro. I wish I had that confidence. That's some great marketing. <laughs> like it We is. all just like, wait, hold on. Who the fuck was this last person? And he's like, oh, it was me. <laughs> I mean, the entire time. I mean, that's what I think it is. I don't see who else it could be besides maybe Doctor Strange. I mean, well, I do think Doctor Strange is going to be in the last episode. Like, bro, he has to be. If he isn't, I will be incredibly disappointed. You know what I was actually disappointed about in this episode? What? Was when they were showing the um, Wanda watching all the old shows. And they showed a scene for Malcolm in the Middle with Brian Cranston. And I was like, no, because <laughs> now I feel like they, like they can never cast him now. Yeah, now he's, he, Brian Cranston is canon in the MCU. 
Yes. So I saw a tweet that was like, when I said I wanted Brian Cranston in the MCU, I didn't mean this. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's actually exactly what I mean. I mean, bro, I I think you, I wanted him as Norman Osborn. I don't know about you. I think you did. But yeah, I, I, honestly though, I think I think either him or Giancarlo Esposito. I think are yeah, my two main fantastic Norman Osborn. Yeah, those two are my like number one. Bro, but Brian Cranston can play anybody, dude. I wanted him as Lex Luthor. He would make a good Lex Luthor. I wanted him as Lex, but way before they got Jesse Eisenberg. And when they casted Jesse Eisenberg, I was like, holy fuck. That was, like, completely different than what I wanted. Yeah, not uh, <laughs> not what, what I was expecting. Zack Snyder, like, loves the social network, I guess. Right? He's a big fan <laughs> he of He was him. watching Mark Zuckerberg in that movie and was like, that's my Lex. Like, that's how I No, he was he was movie. watching, uh, oh, my God, what is that, uh... That movie where he's like a fucking magician. Oh, Now You See Me? Yeah, yeah. He was watching Now You See Me. He was like, get me this guy. Get me this guy on the <laughs> phone right now. <laughs> um, I mean, again, I, I really like this episode. I would say it's... I don't want to say it's one of the better episodes because every episode is good, if I'm being completely honest. Every, oh, but, dude, this, this everything is fantastic about this show. It's, it, I think, it is an info dump. It's definitely a look into into Wanda's past and I think it gives her some much needed character development because before this she always seemed like I mean she was a side character in the Avengers but I'm glad to see her becoming more relevant she was a side character that we all were like I know she's more powerful than this yeah exactly so I'm glad to see her being uh fleshed out and uh, again we've said it before but props to Elizabeth Olsen because she is is giving a hell of a performance dude her and Paul Bettany both, bro. And Catherine Hahn has been incredible too. Yeah, her too. So she, like, you could tell that that Catherine Hahn is having so much fun. Oh, dude, she's having a blast. Like she is hamming it up, and she loves it. She, I hope they like don't she, kill her off. Like I would like to see her in like another project. Yeah, I, I really hope. Uh, I really hope they don't kill her off. But that, I mean, dude, that goes to show you how much better Marvel has been with their fucking villains. That was the big issue with Marvel. Yeah, they were killing it, off everybody. I'm it, surprised they didn't even, kill off Loki. Well, not even killing off. It was like we weren't, we didn't care for a lot of these villains. We only cared for fucking Loki. Uh, I mean, that was Marvel's biggest. That was like the complaint when back even during Phase Two, is that Marvel just didn't have compelling villains. Yeah, it, like the only ones I like. Think about it: Loki, Thanos, Killmonger. Um, Loki, Marvel, Thanos, Vulture, Killmonger, Vulture, a Mysterio. Agatha. Agatha, I would put Agatha in there as well. Um That's like it. No, I know we're definitely oh Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo one hundred percent. I think Baron Zemo is um, one of the better actual MCU villains actually. And I okay, so I liked Red Skull, but they didn't eh. I'm not gonna say they didn't do him justice. We just needed more. Yeah. And we didn't get it. I mean, we got it kind of an Infinity War and Endgame, but that was not what I was really asking for. But I mean, I guess those are the best. I mean, I still do think they have a villain problem. I think uh, Thanos uh, redeemed them for a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Like, they're good for, like, the next couple of years alone just because of Infinity War. Yeah. Um, But, I I mean, Agatha has been great, in my opinion. She's She's been really good. 
she, so I really hope yeah. they don't kill her off like what they I, did. What with, I notice a lot about what I notice a lot about these um shows is did you watch any of the Marvel Daredevil or uh, uh, Netflix stuff? I watched Daredevil season one and Jessica Jones season one. So like Purpleman and Jessica Jones, I love him. I thought he was a fantastic villain. Oh, he was awesome. I I, I love him. I love like if we're if this is canon, we don't we no one's hundred percent certain it is. I think it is. Um, you know the the Netflix properties, but if it is, then Purple Man, I think you add, you have to add him to that list. I think he was like the probably you have to the add best. Wilson Fisk. You have to add Wilson Fisk in the top. Wilson two. Fisk too. Yes, I don't even know how I didn't even think of that. Yes, one hundred percent Wilson Fisk. Wilson Fisk put, is a top three villain if, if if that's canon. He might be number one, honestly. I mean, wait. So did you not watch season three? Um, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Bro, season three, Wilson Fisk is like it's scary how fucking good it is. Really? Oh, bro, season three of Daredevil might be the best like season of like any of the Netflix Marvel shows. Better than season one of the? I was a fan of uh, season one. I think it's season three is like by far the best. It's like from start to finish, you're like mind blown, like how fucking well done it is. Hmm. Okay, that's a a season with uh, Bullseye, right? Yeah. Bullseye's really good, too. I wouldn't put him in that list, but Wilson Fisk, 100%. Okay, interesting. But, like, um, these, these these shows, like like I, like I was going back to say, they do a great job of um with villains. Like, even um Mahershala Ali from, was in Luke Cage, you know, he was, spoiler alert a little bit, um, he was the villain for, like, the first seven episodes out of 12 and then I don't know if they kill him off. I forgot if they kill him off or they just like, you know, let him go. Um, you know, he ends up not being the entire like villain. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was more yeah. to it, and I that really pissed me off because he was fucking awesome in that. It was better page. than than the actual villain we got. Yeah, he was great, and I'm actually very happy that he's playing Blade because he's like redeeming himself in the Marvel universe. But. I mean, dude, as a villain, he was still awesome, you know? So. I'm just happy all of those shows and characters are, are getting their rights reverted back to uh, Marvel Studios. So hopefully we can have them integrated into the MCU. But hot take. I think the greatest Marvel villain is going to start getting seeds planted as early as Falcon and Winter Soldier. Baron Zemo? No. I'll give you one more guess. Doom. Yes, sir. Damn, bro, if we get any little, just a little bit, like, give me a fucking crumb. Just give of, me a crumb of information about, I don't give a fuck about the Fantastic Four. I could care less about them. Give me, I've, I've been saying it for I don't know how long, give me Doom. Just anything. Just give me, mention, I, mention Latveria. Okay, no, yeah, That's all that I need. That's all crumb. I need. That Dude, no, no, no. I was going to say that. Like, Bro, all they have to do, think about it. They did this. They did this in Iron Man two. In Iron Man two, they showed a map with potential, uh, you know, superheroes or whatever, like and where they're living, and they had, you know, one little dot in Africa. Everybody knew who that was. We all knew T'Challa was in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if they showed a map, the same shit, they do the exact same thing? Like, they don't have to show, like you know, like point anything out. 
Like, we don't even know, like, any superhero or, like, you know, powers. Nothing. We don't even know that. Like, just show a map of, like, different names for the countries and stuff. Like, you know, uh, Croatia, you know, Romania, da 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 But, like, little small little dot or something with the arrows has, like, Latveria or, or I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, But just give us that in, uh, in Winter Soldier. Bro. I will fucking shit myself. I mean, they mentioned Stephen Strange by name in one of the early Marvel movies. In Civil War. Was it Civil War? Yeah, he was, like, naming off a bunch of characters, and then he said Stephen Strange. I mean... Which goes... this Honestly, though, that this goes back... No, I'm sorry. Not, it was Winter Soldier, not Civil War. It was Winter Soldier. I mean, I think... Oh, that's right, because they were looking over potential threats, and then they mentioned Stephen Strange... I think, personally, I think they have a pretty easy setup for Latveria with Sokovia. I think you could I, you could say that Sokovia was once Latveria um, pre, you know, Cold War or whatever. Whatever bullshit. The point, you or can the make, other way around. Yeah, you could easily make Sokovia, Latveria, and then have Doom sort of unite... Uh, the country after you know everything Fuck. that happened in Age of Ultron and all that stuff, like and then rise to the power kind of thing. And then yeah, like exactly. You could even make the old, old. You could even make him find his old Ultron bots and make them into the Doom bots. Like, oh, just oh. give me Doom, man. I, well, I think, I think that is the direction Marvel is going to go in with Latveria, ha- like transitioning from Sokovia into Latveria. And I think, I mean, Fantastic Four is supposed to be a Phase Four film. I think. They're going to start planting seeds very soon. Maybe not mention Reed Richards or anyone by name, but start saying little things like Latveria or Baxter's or something like that, you know? Dude, I'll fucking shit myself because I love the Fantastic Four. Like, they've always been one of the more exciting things for me, like comic book reading, video games, never the movies. Like, I was cool with the first two movies. Um, but the ones like Chris Evans played uh, the Human Torch. Yeah. The the newest one that came out, I saw it in theaters, and I thought it was fucking atrocious. Like it was terrible. Mm-hmm. But um, but dude, I love the Fantastic Four, man. It's such a great group of characters, and there's so much potential and story that can be fucking told with these guys. Really, for me, I, I actually never really cared for the Fantastic Four. Um, I always thought, as far as I think, but Reed. I think, I think the movies really hurt it because I mean, I think they were Reed very is a popular before, hero. like in the nineties and shit. They were super. They were. I'm pretty sure, along with like the X Men and Spider Man, they were like Marvel's. Yeah, they've had to like you know dial back a little bit in the comic book, um, in the comics, like you know, in the past ten, fifteen years because. A lot of kids are not interested in the Fantastic Four anymore because the movies fucking blow. They're interested yeah. in, uh, and, and it, it goes with X Men too. I mean, Marvel had like a little political agenda to kind of deal going with that. You know, Fox owns the rights. Okay, we're gonna push Inhumans. Mm-hmm. But um, but like no, like at the end of the day, like people just didn't want to see that. They didn't they, they didn't like these characters that much, and it wasn't you know Marvel's fault per se. It was just these fucking movies weren't that good. I was actually, I actually never really cared for the Fantastic Four. I do think Reed is a pretty interesting He's character. He's the best of all four of them. I think him and um, and Johnny. I think, it, honestly, I think Johnny the Thing and 
and Susan are pretty lame as far as heroes go. I think Reed is really compelling because he really teeters the line between asshole. Like, he's so close to being a villain, in my opinion. Like, yeah. I, in the comics, there's this Council of Reeds, which is, like, a collection of Reed Richards <laughs> from across multiverses. Yeah. Yeah. And, what like, half of them are, like, evil villains and shit. Yeah. What a dickhead, So, it's, though. like... So, like, like, I don't really care for the Fantastic Four, but Doom, in my opinion... Doom and would, Reed are, like... It, it's, like... It's it's that, like, rivalry that, that you know... The, they're the, opposites that, of each other. Yes. Like, but, would, but they're also, like, very much the same. Yeah. I would say Doom, in my opinion is up there with the Joker as best comic book villains ever. I would say it's like I would Dark I would say Joker uh, no, I would say Doom is is No, I was I'm saying like if I had to make a list, Joker, Dark Side, Doom. Thanos, I would say Joker, maybe. I would say Joker, Doom, Magneto. Magneto 100%. I would say Magneto is a clear number 3 but, <clears throat> but I, I not even past that. Green I Goblin maybe. Doom is probably my favorite Marvel character bottom line. And what's crazy is that people don't know, you know, the movies don't do him justice. Like casual viewers don't know how. You have no idea what you're getting into with this fucking guy. Yeah. And I I think seeds should start being planted. I'm predicting that as early as Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think we might get a little crumb of information. Um, You know, I, I don't think it's likely but uh, they can give us a little something, something. They could. I mean, a Fantastic Four is a Phase Four movie. What better way to start building hype than mention uh, something for hardcore fans, right? I I was I still re- very much want to see John Krasinski as uh, Reed Richards. Oh, he has to be Reed. Like, there's no one else. And the rumor, you know, I don't know if you've, if anyone's heard this rumor, if you've heard this rumor, but uh, um, what's her face, Jennifer Lawrence playing Susan Su- Susan Storm. I Sue mean Storm, if you're going to get Storm, John whatever. Krasinski you have to get Emily Blunt. <clears throat> and he's on record said like I am willing to do it if I can do it with my wife. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she just recently did that movie with The Rock that's um a Disney property. Um the one that's like based off the ride or whatever. Uh Jungle Cruise? Jungle Cruise. So, you know, She's like the Disney family, you know, and she did. She did Mary Poppins. So she's, you know, Disney and her, they get along. So I could definitely see this happening. I mean, bro, I, I feel like the only reason why they like Disney wouldn't want it to happen is like just in case like they get divorced in real life. Like I know they're professionals, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, do we want to have these two, you know, going forward as a married couple? But fuck, would it be awesome to see? How they would really? You... I loved them in, in 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 a quiet place. That that's what convinced me. Like they needed, it needs to happen. Who would you uh, cast for Doom? <sighs> Mads Mikkelsen, maybe. But he's already been taken. He's too old, in my opinion. Like you have, it has mean... to be at least similar. In age to read. They're pretty much yeah. the same age. I mean, another one would be uh, Vigo. I think he's too old, too. I mean, I have, my fan, I have my fan casting. 
But dude, tell me Vigo wouldn't kill it. Oh no, he would. He would be an amazing. I mean, bro, if they cast him like as old as he is now, I'm cool with it. But yeah, he's he is pretty old. Do you want to hear mine? Yeah. Uh, Nicolas Costa <sighs> That would actually be fucking good. And bro, he's so good. Yeah, actually, he does very much give off Doom vibes. He really does. The thing is, you need you need someone with the voice, yeah. Not so much the looks, because I mean, I totally Doom, his whole shtick is he has a fucking mask on the whole time. I totally agree. You need someone who's physically imposing and has, you know, again the voice. That's the most important thing for Doom. The face it doesn't does, matter. Yeah, that is the voice needs to be like sinister enough for we're like, you know, every time this guy speaks, like what the. Fuck is it is gonna happen next? You know, it's kind of hard to do Doom though because you know so many actors, like in their contract, they have to show their face, like for the majority of the film. That's why, like as the Iron Man movies go on, like Iron Man has his helmet on less and less, because you know a lot of these people are paying to see the actor, and these co- movies production companies are paying the actor to be in their film, so they want to market them. But the thing with yeah, Doom Marvel is has, he yeah, has his I, mask Marvel's on. That problem. Yeah, the thing is with Doom, though, he has his mask on literally all the... Th- that's, like, part of his thing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he sleeps with it. Like, he never takes his mask off. It's like Mando. It's probably worse than Mando. Like, he literally no, it never... No, because Mando will, like, take his off to sleep and, like, eat. Like, Doom would not take his mask off for Grogu. No, hell no. Absolutely not. So, that's the thing. Like, you have to do Doom right, and he's a tricky character to do right. He would be great. I know. Damn. Yeah, I'm getting myself hyped for nothing because I know he's not. I know because if it doesn't happen, I'm gonna be so disappointed. There, they, but I know that Kevin Feige at the end of the day will do justice for these guys. I know that he's been like fucking waiting to get these rights. Yeah, I mean we'll see. Um, anything else you want to say for this episode? I mean, I don't have anything else to say for episode eight. I think we pretty much hit all all the main things. You know, questions and. And theories and rumors and stuff like that. Do you have anything else? No, I mean that's pretty much it. I mean I'm just super fucking pumped for next for for Friday. I mean me too. Do you have any predictions for uh, next episode? Really quick before we uh, get off. Like I said earlier, my prediction. The only thing I'll say is that I think that Vision will live on, and I think that they may use White Vision. They may, if she could recreate the Mind Stone, that's what they'll use to you know keep him going. Could be wrong, but I could be right. <laughs> well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm probably wrong, but I'm hoping. I hope I'm right. Yeah, I get you. I mean, I hope Vision stays dead. Personally, I think Strange uh, shows up and takes Wanda. Yeah, I, I was in this. I've been saying that Strange is going to show up for like the past two episodes. Um, at least like with friends and shit. Like I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Strange is showing up. Um, so yeah, that's another one. Yeah, Strange. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited for, for the next episode, season finale. Kind of crazy how fast it's gone, but, I mean, two episodes after that, we have Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, which is looking to be pretty great also. Yeah, I can't wait, man. Yeah, so that pretty much wraps up this week's episode. Uh, stay tuned, because we have a lot of really cool things coming this week. Uh, this episode... You'll probably be listening to this. Well, I mean, it's going live on Tuesday. Um, we have a lot of big things coming this week. 
you know, one of the things John mentioned earlier that he didn't want to give away. I guess we'll unveil it now. Something we've been working on for a couple of months now. A new backlot website. Completely built uh, from the ground up. Launching in phase one. Pretty much that's what we're calling it. We'll be live later this week. Maybe even be live by the time you listen to this episode. So go ahead and check that out. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and put a link in the in the little show notes so you guys could go ahead and, and navigate to that a little bit easier. It's going to be all over our Twitter at InsideBacklot on Twitter.com and on our Instagram, InsideTheBacklot on Instagram. Um, besides that, It'd we be still nice if Twitter let us be more uh, consistent with our social handles. I know, right? F- freaking character limit. <laughs> have a lot of cool podcast shows coming. Obviously, you know, we have the WandaVision finale episode coming. We're going to be talking about Nomadland and, and Minari in, in depth a little bit. And then our award show. So a lot of cool content coming out this month and next month for you guys. Definitely a lot of stuff to look forward to. And we hope you guys enjoy it. So thank you guys for listening and have a good night. Peace.